up everybody welcome to the show welcome to the wednesday show welcome to the wandavision series review how we're gonna do this is i actually wrote down notes for each episode so you can actually read my thoughts as i was like reacting to what i was seeing and then after that we'll give an overall review of the series and my thoughts on the mcu going forward and what i thought think about how it was set up um so let's hit episode three remember for those of you who do not follow the podcast, I don't know what, what you're thinking. Follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Because we reviewed episodes one and two, but I just, I wanted to, I wanted to binge it all. Because I knew there was going to be a lot to intake. I mean, I'm excited for Falcon Winter Soldier. I'm going to watch it week by week. But to be honest with you, if I could just binge that, I would just binge that as well. But anyways, let's get to episode three. Um, if, like, when I started noticing, these are straight from my notes. Anytime Vision, like, begins to wake up, like, like Vision played the role here of, because it was clearly a takeoff House of M, and the character in House of M that woke up first from this, this vision of this fake world was Wolverine, because he was very happy, he realized, this is not my life, I'm miserable, um, that's when he went to Spider-Man, and wake Spider-Man up, and also, so, so Vision played the Wolverine role here, as far as, like, he was one that just knew things weren't right, and he kept waking up and just kind of seeing different things, and at one point in time, I, I can't remember which episode it was, he wakes up one of the, his co-workers, and all you hear is the co-workers just, like, going off, blah, 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 blah. and finally he had to, like, get him back out, you know, back to where he was, um, but it was very interesting, um, but, like, all this stuff was just great. Like this, this episode three was cool, clearly based off the seventies. I believe the Brady Bunch is the vibe I kind of got from it. Um, like when you see Monica, like you're you're wondering like, like how'd she get in the bubble and and what's going on? You know what I'm saying? You you eventually see how she got into the bubble, but like she's clearly being controlled by Wanda as well. Everything like this entire series. Let's get this out of the way first of all. I heard some people say, well, Agatha Harkness was a one dimensional villain. Sure, that's fine. I know people don't like that because of the, the MCU's uh, villain problem. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. But she wasn't the villain of this. Wanda was. Wanda was the villain this entire time. Um, no doubt about it. She, was, she should have been a one-dimensional character because she didn't have a complex backstory. Her backstory was pretty straightforward. You know, she was a uh, she was a a bad witch she killed her covenant and whatever the fuck right um but like she otherwise didn't really need she wasn't as complex as wanda was and you end up seeing like her origin story which you heard pieces of in age of ultron and i'm getting ahead of myself here but like you actually see the full origin story and everything she's been through I'm not gonna lie, I think everything she's been through, she probably has a right to be the villain. But like, this was about Wanda, and Wanda was clearly the heel here. Um, but you could tell like she's in the middle of chaos magic. Once again, these are just notes from episode three. You could tell she she's, she's in the middle of like using her chaos magic. She could tell she doesn't know she's doing it. You could tell she's not in, even though she's in control, she's not in full control because there are certain parts of it where like. Um, like Dottie wakes up out of her 
slumber for just a minute or when you see uh sword trying to infiltrate and like you see her kind of lose her focus you can tell like she has to be completely focused um to in order to keep this this world going that she's kind of kind of built up um at first i actually wrote down who's agatha's husband at first i was super confused at like the black guy's role and i thought he was ralph turns out he was not ralph um those are my thoughts for episode three uh, episode four um i think all the theme songs they did the differences of them were super cool they were super i know they were based off of whether it was bewitched or whatever but it was super original and for for the time period even when agatha is revealed as the the villain air quotes of the freaking show that had the whole Agatha Hartness, it was Agatha, you know, something like that, whatever, just having it, just having the feel and the vibe of it, like, to me, the show, I I definitely said this when I, we had, last we had Jonathan Estron, I said, I thought it would be revolutionary, revolutionary to its time, and it is, it, it really is just the, the chances they took with the, this, um, this show, and, you know what, I'm not even gonna talk about I was gonna do this based off the notes, but I'm like kind of going off script the entire time. So like I'm just sitting here like, let me just not do. That. Let me just talk about it. So the themes were very. I love the commercials that they, they all had different, just parts of her history, and what she went through. And to me, every single episode was in, was important. It was used well, um, and also at the same time, it had the sitcom feel, like. When I watch sitcoms that are usually 30 to 40 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever, like even the way it ended with her, with it being more about, less about the the, the final boss fight and more about the, um, just the ending of a chapter, that's how sitcoms are. Like you, you may get the final boss, but the final boss fight is usually very underwhelming, you know, but it's about the advancement in the story and it's usually about um, the, the the setup for the next season. Now, as we know, this these shows aren't getting next seasons. But what's happening is they're getting put in. They're going to be back. They're going to be placed in different movies. So this this WandaVision did a great job of setting up clearly. Wanda will be the, I don't think she'll be the villain of of Phase 4, but she will be the biggest uh, distraction of Phase 4. When I say that, I say the same way the Sokovian Accords, Ultron were just distractions for Thanos coming, Wanda will be that distraction this time. Because you'll have Strange, who should be scanning the multiverse in the universe obviously he's going to be in spider-man i don't know everyone says it's a mentor role whatever that means he's going to be distracted by that plus then he's going to be distracted by wanda so while he's he's he while he's supposed to be like scanning the multiverse for other shit like it's clear that he's gonna be too distracted from the spider-man stuff and the, the scarlet witch stuff to even know what's even truly think um so it's just, and, and, and it's, we're going to get to the end in a second, but it's just, it's just going to be an interesting couple of movies for Strange to see how he deals with that. And I believe the Multiverse of Madness comes like February of next year, 
but the new Spider-Man movie, which would be, I think, the third one, I think, no, the fourth one, actually, because we have uh, Black Widow in May, maybe, um, The Eternals, Shang-Chi, then Spider-Man. Anyways, um, it's clear she's not in full control, Wanda. It's clear Agatha is just playing. You could just tell the entire time. She shows up randomly, and you can see Wanda's like, well, wait, wait a second, this is not how it's supposed to go. This is not what the storyline is. But then she just kind of goes along with it because she believes, like, hey, this is just my imagination. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, like Wanda just feels like, hey, this is just my imagination, probably running too wild, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, let's talk about the kids. The kids grow exponentially, and they are obviously all this is figments of her imagination and what she's set up. And it's funny because there's little there's little hints dropped of like where all these kids come from. Like when they had the Halloween episode, where did all these kids come from? Like what what, what like what's going on? Like I, I was like who, and I, my first thought when I heard that line, I was like. There was no kids until this. So it's like, wait a second. Does she have these kids, like, locked up somewhere? And that's actually comes from my notes. Like, I just didn't know. And so even that night, like, when you hear one uh, to tell the kids, hey, don't go to the corner of Ellis or whatever it was. And, said, and, and, and they don't. But then you see Vision, like, flying around. Because by this time, him and Wanda clearly are not on the same page. They almost fight. Obviously, he wouldn't win that fight because he's, he's not real. Um, but he knows something's going on. She tells him just to leave him alone. So he goes off flying around and he tries to leave. And he, and she has to expand the universe that she's created because he's, he doesn't realize if by him leaving, he, he'll kill himself. He won't exist. Um, but like her, him even, um, and, and Agatha drops it, that, that whole thing of, am I dead? No. Why would you think that? And she's like, well, because you're dead. <laughs> Whatever, right? Like, you have these things where she's constantly dropping hints. And I could, I could see what her big monologue at the end was. I gave you all the opportunity in the world to, like, come to grips with your power and blah, blah, blah. And gives that big bad guy monologue. But if you look at it, she really did. You could tell the time she was showing up, it was to get information. But I don't think, and once again, MCU is different from comic books. I don't think WandaVision being this, or excuse me, I don't think Wanda being the Scarlet Witch can just give her powers away, though. And I think that's what the ultimate downfall of Agatha uh, Harkness was, was that. But um, uh, I loved, I, I know that they were, they, were, they were meant to be goofy, but in the Halloween episode, I love the comic book accurate costumes. I love the cheesiness of them, because let's be honest, they all look cheesy, right? But I love just how they they do it and how everything happens. Obviously, there are some people who are not happy because Evan Peters was, was like, Quicksilver, and he's obviously the Fox version of it, but it turns out he was Ralph, and he was just being mind-controlled with, with some type of, like, um, necklace around his neck or beaded necklace around his neck. Um, I know some people were mad about that. They felt like it was kind of like a Mandarin thing over. I didn't... Once again, we knew he wasn't real. Like, when he showed up, we knew he wasn't real. And, like, even when Darcy said she recast her brother, like, like she didn't even know him. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like that's why that's when those moments like that is when you can tell she's not in full control because she didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's in my notes as well. But like, I remember thinking to myself like, hmm, like, where's this going? And I wasn't disappointed because I just said, you know what? If we're gonna mix the universes, that's not the hill I want to die on. That Quicksilver is not the hill I want to say. Well. By gone it, if it's going to be a, a, a mixed universe, let's get that Quicksilver in first. Yeah, he was obviously cooler than the other Quicksilver because the other Quicksilver only had one movie. As opposed to this Quicksilver, I think, having three or two. He was in X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and Days of Future Past. So two. Um, but he had show-stealing scenes in both of them. Um, a- anyways, either way, that wasn't the hell it wasn't the down. I thought it was just unique to that uh to, to even have him in it um was just fun the fact that they can use him um just let's talk about monica for a second monica clearly is being mind controlled and then when she gets kicked out because she begins to remember on her own that's when her power starts to begin to evolve because like she's not being under wanda's control and so she gets kicked out and she's able to go back in because she's gaining powers and we don't know all of her powers we know that um she had what, what was it called because when they start when the, the uh, when the guy starts shooting at the kids the bullets go like right through her but they but she slows them down um it's some type of quantum power um i think bianca the character is played well very well obviously she's gonna be a big part of i'm assuming Secret Invasion and Captain Marvel 2. Um, I don't think she's going to be in any of the films besides that, though, or TV shows. But I was, but she, I, I love the way they even brought back, and this is in my notes as well, but I love the way they brought her back and she was one of the blip people, right? Like, to me, even though we saw a taste of it in Spider-Man Homecoming, um, or not Homecoming, uh, what was it called? Far From Home, excuse me. Um, even though we saw a taste of it there, where just kind of like, oh, these people came back and blah blah blah. Actually, seeing because my one of my first thoughts was, how is someone going to react when they come back after five years and someone they love died, or someone they love is like married to someone? Like we hadn't seen that aspect yet. In fairness, the pandemic, <laughs> we haven't seen a lot of things. Um, but no, like seeing her reappear in the hospital and her mom is gone. It turns out her mom died from cancer you're like holy crap on a cracker dude like all right this is what i came here for so having that now be essentially a part for origin story you know to me was really freaking cool um i think she was played well um and i'm looking forward to seeing more of her in that role um and to see what kind of power she will uh eventually grow into as far as darcy and jimmy woo I think they played off each other very, very well. It was good to see Darcy, the character, back. I don't know when we're going to see her again, unfortunately, because I was thinking about, like, when can we see her again? Like, 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 like how how will that work, you know? Because she didn't even say bye. Like, she essentially just said, what, debriefings for dummies or something like that, and you didn't see her anymore. Like, the last two episodes, you saw her one scene. Um... I hope she comes back. She's a great character. She says she has not been called for Thor Love and Thunder. That brings back Jane Foster. I think she needs to have some type of cameo in there, right? Um, I don't know. 
But I'm so looking forward to seeing her again. I would have to assume she's going to be one of those that's recruited by uh, freaking um, Fury as well, right? You would have to assume. But anyways, I thought they both played their role very well. Uh, just as far as just being aware of what's going on and saying, hey, this is something's off about this entire situation, and I don't like it. Um, so I thought that they played their characters and roles well. Um, I think this whole thing was very well casted. Very well casted. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Um, let's talk about the last two episodes. So after uh, Hartness is revealed as the villain, air quotes, of the this, of this series, um, you go on the journey, episode eight, of her history. And what led her to be where she is now. And I thought the music was very dreary, very sad, but so on point. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen showed, to me, her and Paul Bettany played not just superheroes, but like they showed their range. Like to me, there wasn't a bad or wasted scene in this entire show. The writing was perfect except for one line, which I'm going to get to later, which annoys the bleep out of me. Um, but otherwise, it was just, she was perfect. She is perfect. Uh, just so perfect in this role. And it's because it's more than just, it's more than just a, a comic book character. It's a tragic, it's just a tragedy, essentially. Um, but episode eight, I, I actually rewatched episode eight and nine. That's it for right now, as far as like the rewatch, because there was it wasn't it wasn't like it was so many Easter eggs I had to take in take them all in and eat them up. It was more about just the the, the vibe of it. I loved every second of the vibe of it. If that makes any sense. So you go on this journey because now Hartness has uh, her kids locked away, so she kind of has to play along with what Hartness wants, right? So, she goes through a journey of this origin story. So, you see why the first two episodes are essentially bewitched in the Dick Van Dyke show. It's because her father was a, 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 a I'm not saying a DVD salesman, but a, uh, a VHS salesman, whatever. And on family night, they would learn English and they would watch the Dick Van Dyke show, like on, on these DVDs or VHSs, whatever. And you see that the family was so crucial to her. And obviously they, they, they got killed. And then you see her and you don't see Pietro, but you see her as they join this Freedom Fighters type of group. And as and, and Hardness says, hey, so you guys just decided to join a, a radical group. It's like, no, we want to change the world. We didn't know that we were, you know changing ourselves we didn't know that um we were essentially like with the bad guys we we want to be the good guys you know what i'm saying and I, I completely understand that and then you see her go in um to the freaking um uh what she's being experimented on and you see essentially her touch the mind stone and in her vision you see the scarlet witch that she's destined to be like kind of coming from the shadows into the light or whatever. And she's, she deals with it. But even when she's locked up, she's watching like these old sitcoms. They're so influential. It's kind of like the only thing that calmed her. 
you know what I'm saying? And then you see kind of her first real interaction with Vision. Like, we saw it in Civil War, where it's like, hey, Viz, we talked about this, right? But you actually see that first conversation post-Pietro uh, being killed. And, like, you see how their bond just built. And um, I remember watching Age of Ultron. I was watching it with Jonathan Esther and a couple other people. Now, I remember when Vision saves Wanda, and he's like, gives, gives her this look, and they look at each other, and he flies off, because he saves her. But I remember saying to myself, well, they're, they're going to definitely... T- I mean, it, it happens in the comic books, but you can actually see, like, oh, they're going to hit on that, you know, all cylinders, you know? Um, so that was really cool um, to see that. But you see all these just conversations and moments that built her to this sadness, so then all of a sudden, like, you see her by herself, essentially. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, and, uh, like, because it's so relatable how, like, when enough people go through a tragedy and at one point in time they're close, but then everyone goes their separate ways. Boom, 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 right? But you always have those that one or two people that they go their separate ways, but they're but they're alone. So how they cope with stuff. Some people cope with drugs. Some people cope with liquor. Some people whatever. Well, she literally drove to uh, Westview where they were supposed to build a house together. And it says like on her map where we grow old together. And you see the sadness because she has nobody. And like Clint's on the farm with his family. So he's retired. So like that's the closest thing she has to uh, a friend uh, or whatever you want to call it, but everyone's going their different ways. So all of a sudden, like you see this anger she has, and the power of them just manifests out of her. And she, and I believe Westview is only like a population of like three thousand something. And you see the the red just the chaos magic just pop out of her. This anger pop out of her, and she takes over the entire town. And and then you even see the house being built. And then you see Vision being built. And Vision's like wondering what, what's going on. He's like, looks at her. He's like, but he recognizes her. And he says, Wanda. You know, and um, you just see, you still see her in color. And then after Vision, after the camera pans the Vision, and he says, Wanda. And then it pans back to her. Now she's in that 60s or 70s getup. And to me, I'm just sitting there like, wow, like, that is just pain manifested. It only manifested through Westview because that's where they were supposed to live. But if you really look at it, how far could she have gone? Because even when she did gain some control, like, she literally just expanded it. And that's how Darcy ended up being put in the the universe as well. And I wonder if it affected uh, Monica's uh, gene structure. Did it affect Darcy's? Because she was put into it, you know, um... So interesting. So it was interesting, um, but so there's a bunch of questions to be answered. But to me, episode eight was probably my favorite episode, just because of every all the information you get, all of the background you get. I kind of wish they would have got the original Pietro to come in and like kind of like just rally with her, and then for her to relive that death instead of just seeing clips. I, that's a nitpick, though. Like, they, they didn't need to do it. That's, but that's definitely a nitpick. Um, but episode 8 was probably my favorite. Then as you lead into episode 9, she has the kids, and she's like, you need to give me your chaos magic. Well, by this time, you had, they had set up everything. 
to where you where you kind of know what's going to happen because Hartness has no power. Now the line that she drops in episode nine, obviously the one that everyone caught was because everyone for some reason everyone thought that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in this this show. I didn't think so, and I, I didn't believe it either. Um, but she says the Scarlet Witch is destined to be more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, which that says a lot, obviously, but in the comic books, I believe she's always been power, more powerful than him as well. Um, so that, that's obviously the the, 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 the money lined up. Boom. All right. We know where we're going, you know, um, the fight between them was cool, you know, and, and kind of like Wanda being shown, she has so much more to learn. Like, just by Harkness giving her the basics of of certain spells. And you're like, you, you see her showing off her power, but at the same time, being too egotistical because thinking Wanda's not a threat to her and, think, and thinks that, and she just thought that Wanda was so heartbroken that she would then just give up everything to have this little slice of paradise, whatever it is. Um... One of the things, I mean, when, when when Harkness woke up Dottie in episode 9 and said, hey, can you just let my child out of the closet? I was like, oh my god. She left the she left the kids in the closet, though? It's like leaving an animal in the, in the, in the freaking car and it's 100 degrees out there and the window's up. Um, I was like, I was like, I, was like, like, I already knew. I said this in my notes and I, I think it was episode 4. I said, no, I think it was episode 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode two, I recorded for that. I said Wanda's the cl- clearly the villain here, and like hearing, it, I was like, "Oh my god, she was so terrible." And I need to get to the, the, the terrible line I heard. So after everything happens, and we're gonna fast forward and rewind or whatever. But Monica says to her, "Those people in Westview will never know what you gave up." And uh, Wanda says, "Well, they won't see it that way. They shouldn't. You tortured close to four thousand people, dude." Like, they, they they even said stuff like, hey, I used to try to fight you, but I can't fight you. You're way too powerful. Like, what are you? Like, you left their kids in the closet, dude. They're, they're, they were not safe because they were constantly playing by your rules. And it's like, who knows how long, I would assume months, they were under her mind control, dude. But, like, but my first thought was like, Monica, what are you talking about what she gave up? She tortured people, dude. She didn't give up anything. She made them give up stuff. Like, they shouldn't see it as anything. Now, I get where the line comes from. Let's just get that out the way for here. The picks fortune torches out. She's coming from a place where if she had the same power, she would bring her mom back, right? I get I get that completely. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> let's not sit here and absolve her of what she did. <laughs> she, she is the villain here, you know? Um, but anyways, uh, episode nine, I, I really wish they would have did more with the, the Monica and Ralph fight, Eric, AKA Quicksilver fight. It didn't happen, obviously, but that's all good. Um, that's once again, that's, a, that's another nitpick. Um, and I did love the white vision versus the regular vision and how they, they, they literally fought with logic after they had fought with their laser memes. Um, I, I request more elaboration. You know, I, I thought that was cool. Um, but the white vision is an actual thing. Um, and he is the real vision. It's just, he was a weaponized vision. Um, and with him leaving, it's clear that 
he's going to be back. And I'm interested to see if he's... I don't think he's going to make a cameo in the Multiverse of Madness. But it's interesting to see where they bring him back. Because now he is all... He is the real Vision again. He has all of his memories in tow. Um, But how do you then react with getting these visions and memories back that you didn't actually live? You understand what I'm saying? So I'm super curious about where they bring him back, what they're going to do with him. Um... Obviously, Harkness is going to be back. She says, you're going to need me. And she's like, well, I'll know exactly where you're going to be at. And she pretty much put her back into the place of the, of the nosy neighbor, as she said, air quotes. Um, so I'm curious to see when they bring her back. Because um, I can see her. I don't think she will be. But I can definitely see her in the Multiverse of Madness just because of that. It's strange kind of making a, her kind of getting a cameo. And Strange kind of being like, hey, I need your help. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh. The way it ends was really cool. I thought uh, just the, the universe being completely wiped and then you have her back. First of all, that new Scarlet Witch outfit is bad ass, dude. Super cool. But just seeing everything get wiped back to normal and you see everyone just kind of staring at her and they may be getting and they may be angry, but they know for a fact like we can't fuck with this bitch. Like, she's a bad, she's a bad one, you know, but we, let's just give her the mean mugs, and you can see if she kind of has the guilt or whatever going, um, and last but not least, we're going to hit the, the post-credit scenes, uh, with, uh, a scroll, uh, at the time she, Monica didn't know she was a scroll, was saying, hey, a friend would like to talk to you, uh, obviously, some people think it's, some people think it's, uh, Nick Fury, I mean, excuse me, some people think it's Captain Marvel, I actually tend to think it's more of a, a Nick Fury and Talos thing, and they're just recruiting her for whatever they got going on for the secret invasion. And then the second one is Wanda living just completely off the grid, her body being an illusion because she's in full Scarlet Witch mode, and now she has a hold of the Darkhold. Now, let's rewind, excuse me. When Harkness is giving her bad guy monologue, and she tells her that the Darkhold has a whole chapter on you and blah, blah, blah. Like, she's now f- telling her that, hey, you're more powerful than me. You know, like, she essentially told on herself, it was like, yo, you're more powerful than me. You know, and this, that, and the third. So it's kind of just like, holy crap, I shouldn't have done that. Um, so to me, that is more fascinating than anything. Um but yeah, now you see her in like a full Scarlet Witch uniform and going through the dark hole. And at the very end, you hear her kids saying, "Mom, help, help, help." And I think that's what's gonna be what Doctor Strange is. Gonna, she's gonna go to Strange with, or, or I think she's gonna go to Strange and say, "Hey, I need help retrieving my kids." And when Strange realizes, "Hey, these kids are like not real," but she's gonna try to resurrect them and make them real, which I think will be the thing that, in my opinion, I think that's gonna be a thing he's gonna have to do the most is save Wanda while while making sure to actually help her resurrect the kids. I think he's going to help her do it in order to save her and to save the multiverse next year. So I'm looking forward to that movie, obviously, like we all should be. Um, but to me, the two post-credits scenes were perfect. They fit with the MCU. But also to me, like everything else about episode nine was perfect to a sitcom, air quotes, um, if uh, the, the villain fight was more of a, just a bad guy monologue and more of just um, pandering 
wrong word. Um, <laughs> more of just stalling. I, I always, always felt like the last episode of a season is more stalling than anything. You get some of the good stuff out the way, but you, you're kind of just stalling until you can tell the full story later on. But to me, this because this, once again, this this is this oh this is just the opening of Phase Four. Like this is clearly like a three or four part thing with Wanda, and we get the next chapter next February. So, anyways, that my my overall review of it is it was it was good. I think now I've only rewatched episodes eight and nine because of before I recorded the show, I was kind of just getting myself like like there's certain parts I really wanted to rewatch. Um, but I would say my opinion of rewatchability on this was probably between an 8 and a 9 out of 10. Just because I'm just, like, kind of looking at everything. I'm kind of just like, man, it just feels like you can rewatch this thing a lot. You know, because it's just so... Even, even, if you're, even if you're not looking for Easter eggs, it's just enjoyable how things unfold slowly but fast. If that makes any sense. Um, overall, I liked it. Uh, the, the casting was perfect, as I said. Acting was perfect. Only thing bothered me was that one line. They'll never know what she gave up. It's like, nah, homie. Nah, I disagree with that. Um, but anyways, that is your show. <laughs> that is your show for this week. Um, please like, please follow, please subscribe. Um, remember, next week, all about the Snyder Universe slash Whedon Theatrical Cut leading into March 18th, leading into the Snyder Cut, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We will be back in a couple of weeks with just regularly scheduled programming, like like normal. But next week is all about the Snyder Universe. So enjoy those. Looking forward to the feedback. That is, I see things a little differently. Thank you guys for being here.